two, one, boom. You are now entering the dojo of Mojo and the Thrive Time Show. Thrive Time Show on the microphone. What is this? Top of the iTunes charts in the category of business. Drilling down on business topics like we are a dentist. Providing you with mentorship like you are an apprentice. And we go so fast that you might get motion sickness. Grab a pen and pad to the lab. Let's get in this. It's time to bear some fruit like some Florida oranges. Three, two, one. Here come the business ninjas. Sonic Boom. Alright, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. I tell you what, if I had any discernible talent, Z, I would, I would, I would sing the hooks. We're working with Colton, Colton Dixon right now, yeah. potentially. Yeah. Uh, now, Colton Dixon, just so the listeners know, Superstar. he's a top 40 Christian music artist. And uh, uh, Colton came and we had him as a guest. And uh, we have hundreds of thousands of people that listen to this podcast. Now we're in the top five of iTunes. And, and Colton and I were talking, and I can't promise it, but I can say we might have him we singing might. a couple hooks for the intro of the show now now that's talent now when talent meets lack of talent i'll call it persistence that's basically what i've got oh I mean, you've persistence. got creativity and you have talent well it's, it. it's, it's don't it's, make it, me come up there and throw punches but see i mean to have a voice like colton dixon it's he's pretty it, good. it's pretty incredible he's pretty I mean, good well i understand but you talent comes in a number of ways a number of areas well, just like running a business you could be great in one and then you like you you're could, horrible in others and your business fails you know i mean well, like an example i mean you could you could be really outstanding at playing the wood block and you then could you could stand or the spoon you could you could stand with me on the winner's you know, table there in the in the Olympics of lack of talent, and you could be ahead go. of me, one one step ahead of me. There, you could be the. I still think we need to get a curling team. Since you're from, you you, you spent Minnesota. What, you spent formative years oh, in Minnesota. Ufta, oh, that sounds oh, fun. Ufta. Don't you know? Oh, don't you I think know. we need to have like a thrive team of curlers. I want in. Curling, I'm claiming my Marshall's in. Let's go out and I'm curling, so in on this. Curling, curling. And with Marshall, big, tall Marshall, intimidated oh, with the broom. Could you imagine get with the, the broom? Just the skunk broom guy and the other yes. team. He can see oh, everybody on the court. Everybody. Yes. I, I call Shaplowski and Bjorn on my team. You have them. Uh, I got Z and Morris we'll do, over here. And we'll <laughs> we just make shirts up, and skins. We just make up really uh, slob, really like, you know, Norwegian kind of names yeah. and put them on up our backs, you know? Way up north. Yeah, up north. You can use shirts and skins, and the skins team in Minnesota could be the diamond cutters. Nipples. There you go. Because their nipples are hard. <laughs> ah, I see what you did there. That could be a Nordic, a Nordic sporting event. We all, we all dye our hair bright blonde. <laughs> we all just stand there, just skunk eyeing. Okay. You know. Well, we had a thriver that reached out to us. Not I'm excited to know, about this. <laughs> well, we had a thriver reach out to us who who didn't ask a whole lot about our our curling <laughs> uh, team <laughs> team teaming possible naming ideas. He wanted to know about how to grow his business. So, Chup, read the question from the thriver. Tee up the whole scenario. Break it down. Okay. So this is he, he emailed in and he said, "Hi, I'm a current coaching client and I have a question for Clay and Z. Where's he? Where's he? Where's he emailing from? He is emailing from Florida." Wow, they have email in Florida. It's Florida. Florida. They, wow. they, they they've swampy. It. It's, they've crossed, crossed the line. Gators. He says, in my industry, many consultants advise accountants, he's in accounting, uh, to use value pricing for certain services that go beyond the traditional uh, compliance work of tax returns, bookkeeping, etc. Pause. That part right there, I want to put on the show notes, I do agree with that portion so yes. far. So okay. I do believe if you're an accountant... Or if you're an attorney, yes. Or if you're any business at all. So Wes Carter, you guys represent, uh, you know, everybody. You guys have worked with Joel Osteen, Craig Rochelle, T.D. Jakes, Joyce Meyer. Mm -hmm. Let's just go there first, real quick. As a professional service provider, Aziz uh, a doctor, you're an attorney. Why do you want to go over and above right away, way beyond what's professional standards? Well, I think first of all, when you're talking about value billing, you're talking about not just 
valuing your time, but valuing your expertise and the value that you bring to the situation. So how much money can I save you? How much effort can I save you? Not just how much time did I have to spend on this? The other thing too is I think you also value the future relationship and the years of that. So when we have someone walk in our door, Clay. Correct. And they're a patient. Right. And I can have them for 20 years. Oh, come on. I can have them for 20 years. You don't think I'm not going to give them a little bit of over supply, I mean, over deliver and, and a great deal. Think about one? this. Think about this. Um, there, there's the book called The Service Profit Chain, and it studied the most profitable mm-hmm. companies in the world. And one of the companies they studied was Domino's. And Domino's has a lot of franchisees. And one of the franchisees is the most profitable one in the world. And they study this guy. And they're going, how are you the most profitable Domino's guy in the world? Because it's just like it's ridiculous how much more profitable he is. And Z, here are some of his policies he had that was oh, incredible. Oh, lay, lay it on me. He says, one, the first time he delivers a pizza, he's going to charge you half price. So he's going to show up for the pizza that you paid you know, 15 bucks for, and he's going to charge you like seven fifty. Why does he do that on the first delivery? Z, Why? He wants to hook him. It's yeah. called the hook, baby. The and he hook. says, hey, look, there's a lot of Domino's guys in New York City, but I would like for you to call me because I'm, I'm your guy. I'm the guy that, that really would like to your, your business long term. Second thing is if, if there's ever a dispute over the actual quality of the pizza, mm-hmm. he always gives the benefit of the doubt to the consumer every time. Every time. That's just a policy. So one half off first time, benefit of the doubt. He puts a magnet on the fridge. Call me. Ask for me specifically. I'm your guy. Because he knows the lifetime value, and he well, realizes New York. He sounds a little different than that, right? You got yeah, your, yeah. Bring, come on, give me your it's give, me a little, give me a little bit of New York. You know, a little attitude. You know, I'm your guy. I swear, I swear. I'm, I'm going to deliver a freaking pizza for half off. Come so, on, so now. pay me. I I can't. I don't have a, a New, New Yorker. Yorker. A New Yorker. I swear. Give I me swear. a freaking credit card. Give I'm me a freaking charge credit, half. Half Put my freaking magnet on your freaking refrigerator. It's a freaking awesome deal. Okay, but anyway, so I'm saying this this guy though understood that that a customer's worth thousands of dollars right to him if it's not a one and done transaction every accountant i have ever worked with in my life of which there have been many with an exception of three has not got this idea yes so i just want to make sure that you understand this i definitely agree with the idea of using massive value way offering way more value than is quote-unquote industry standard for your consumers because it's going to build a relationship and when you have a relationship it shifts into a friendship chuck back to the next part of his question okay he says for instance cash flow forecasting or tax planning for a client may have a potential value to a client of tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of dollars from an ethical perspective what is your opinion on charging more for a service based on the value you bring to that client versus having a set fee for that client so what i would do is I would ask yourself, what is the end game? So let's put that as the action item. What's the end game? So I'm going to tell you my end game if I was an accountant and the accountants that I've coached, this is my end game. End game number one is I want you to trust me beyond a shadow of a doubt to handle your taxes in an ethical, fair, prompt way. That's step one. Step two, I am going to talk to my client and convince them, there's a book called The Automatic Millionaire, I'm going to convince my client that they need to automate their savings. One, because I know it's the ethical thing to do. Two, I know it's the right thing for the client to do. Three, I make a profit if they do so. So I'm going to say I am not only an accountant, but I am a financial advisor. Here are my certifications. I would recommend that we go ahead and get you taken care of with your life insurance. I know your numbers. 
Let's get you taken care of with a 401k. Let's max out that Roth IRA. Let's get you set up with an annuity. I'm going to look at the products. And Z, you have relationships uh, relationships with financial planners or a financial planner. And talk to me about the rock-solid relationship you have to have before you trust somebody with your investment dollars. I tell you what, though, as we've been talking about on this podcast right now, whenever you start off getting nickeled and dimed, that's what I'm going to call it, Wes. Yeah. Getting, oh, yeah. getting, nick, getting nickeled and dimed by a professional, it just, it, you know what, it just wears me out. Yeah. I'm like, seriously? Really? And I, I, it's like a, you know, with the magnet, you know, when you get it opposite and it's pushing and you can't even get them together? Yeah. yeah that's what it feels like when that's happening. Versus a person that brings a lot of value and is like, oh, yo, no, no, no worry about that. No, no, I'm in this for the long, I mean, their attitude says, I'm in this for the long haul. I'm in this for the, the long play, the long term. I want to be your accountant 20 years from now. I want to be your accountant 25 years from now. And so the other thing that you just were talking about, Clay, is that, that there's this, all this vertical integration. And right. that once you trust somebody, you allow them to then speak into your life. You allow them to advise you Come on into these other things right. that can be profitable for them, but they're also beneficial for you. And listen, I tell you what, folks, if you're listening out there and you're always thinking about how you can beat someone out of a dollar, people have to make money in a transaction. It has to be a win-win, Clay. It has to be a win-win. But you can't be... The hog. Because if you're a hog, the hog gets slaughtered. You've got to be the pig. Pigs get fat, my number one rule. Hogs get? And hogs get slaughtered, okay? And so anytime you're around a hog, a person that's nickel and diming you, a person that's, you know, when I talk to you for five minutes, you know, we always round that up to 15. The attorney I used to use before I switched to Wes, he would call me all the time. He would call me, hey, how's it going? And I said, Things are going great. He says, hey, I just want to check with you. DJ Connection's really growing. I saw that article in the Tulsa World. Um, from a risk perspective, do you feel like you've you've you know sat down and looked at where we're at? Do we need to reassess that? I'd say, no. We would have this long conversation. I swear to you, this doesn't happen. Long, he'd ask me just general vague questions. I'd, sure. get a, I'd get a bill in the mail. Well, of course you would. For like $100 for yeah. like a 15-minute conversation that he prompted he called me to congratulate me about an award or because we were pretty high profile at that time and he would just continue to build me and it killed trust so i never wanted to stick with him long term now with wes wes is a guy who has always had a value-driven business model so his idea is clay i want to be your attorney for life i'm going to say that with my words maybe once but with my actions i say that every day and when you have somebody like that, now you're open to a lifelong relationship, which turns out to be more profitable for Wes because, Wes, every month that I pay you, every time that I pay you guys, um, how much do you have to spend on marketing to me? Because, I mean, I think I paid you last month. I think I'll probably pay you this month. Right. Probably pay you the next month. Uh, I think my wife called you today about someone we had to let she go. Did. So I probably have to pay you again. So when I when I pay you, I mean, <laughs> do I? I mean, I'm not kidding, though. I don't resent that. Right. But, I mean, do I? Do you have to remarket to me every month? I mean. No, and that's, that's the great thing is – not only do you want that customer to not go crazy at your bill, you want them to be so happy that they're going to tell their family and friends, oh, you got to use this guy. Yes. You know? You're so good, and it feels like that a right there. Yes. Yes. That's the tipping point where a business gets big. That's yes. the part where a business blows up. Yeah. That's the part where a business will absolutely grow virally. You know, virally Z is where one person well, tells That's a Harvard two. Business School study showed that, hey, well, on a scale of 1 to 10, how likely are you to tell your friends to use me? I mean, that's service that's profit chain. It's called that's the it. Net Promoter yep. Score. Thanks. There it Thank is, you. the Net Promoter Score. So, Chubb, read the, le- the rest of the email, please. Okay, he says, also, I've heard you and others talk about charging a fair price and recommend getting at least a 30% profit margin. Now, let me let me clarify that. That's a great uh, point there. Um, uh, Brandon, I want to bring this up here for you. Um, I have many clients I work with that are jewelers 
And jewelers are selling to somebody who's going to buy usually one thing of significance every like 20 years. Mm. And the diamond margin is massive, but the number of transactions is pretty small. I work with home builders like Shaw Homes that operated like a 6% profit margin, but it's a huge ticket item. So what you have to do is, yes, apply what we're teaching you as far as the 30% margin. That's a good, good rule of thumb, 20 to 30%. But if you're a unicorn tax planner, accountant, and you literally personally meet with every single customer yourself, and you're going to have a maximum of maybe 20 customers that you're going to work with. I mean, I, Z, there's concierge doctors out there that maybe have 100 clients, 100 patients total. Right. Then for those guys, they probably have to make a 50 or a 70% margin because they only have 50 or 100 customers. Correct. So again, you want to ask yourself, this is where the business exists, Brandon, to serve you. So I want you to do is I want you to take the number, the, the amount of money that you may, I want to put this on the show notes, Chuck. I want you to write down the amount of money you want to earn per year and divide that by the capacity of your business model. The number you divide it by the number of customers you can you can help, and that's what you should charge. So if I want to make a billion dollars and I can only see one patient a year, you charge I got to charge them a billion. Oh, yeah, well, that's easy. Well, it's no, just easy. But you have to say what's a realistic amount to charge. Wes. Oh, well, that's and, so fun. You know, one of the moves I see sometimes in my, the legal field, I think that CPAs are using more and more is options. So. Yes, the traditional model is I'm going to charge you X amount of dollars per hour. I think he's asking about I'm going to charge you an inflated amount because I'm bringing more value to it. But sometimes we have clients that can't afford to pay right now. And you say, okay, well, what I'll do for you as an option is give me last year's tax return. And you're going to pay me a percentage of how much money I save you more less than you paid last year. And you can pay me later on down the road after I do a good job. I've seen that move work. That move works great. And all I can, I can say that I 100% agree with what Wes said, and I would just say the business exists to serve you. And I'm not asking Z to share the, the private numbers in, on, on the air here, but Z, how many patients could you see? I won't get into the, the intricacies, but what's the max number of patients you could see maybe a day at your memorial location? I mean, if you're rocking, it's a, it's a time of the year where everybody's rushing in for insurance and the ads are on, and it's a blitz. I mean, what's the most where you go, man, the wheels would fall off if we went beyond that? Or maybe the fire code. What's the well, most number yeah, of people Yeah, I mean, probably around 150. In a day. Right. Okay. And at the auto auction, I mean, you have a days where you sell 1,000 cars. Oh, yeah. And so, I mean, could you sell 3,000 cars at that auto, auto auction on a Friday? Not currently. We because you're out we, of space. Correct. So you had to you have to figure out, okay, well, how much money do we make per car we sell and times 1,000, and that's what you're going to keep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, exactly, right. Right. I mean, so, but I mean you've, you've thought about that at some point. Like, right. okay, the I, most I know, this can make I, me. I, I know how many cars I need to sell per week to cover my nut, and then anything over that celebration. So, but you'll see money but, but you see auto auction guys, competitors, mm-hmm. that really try to raise that price so high they price themselves out of the market. Correct. So talk to me about that balance. I think, I think that's what Brandon's question is about, is pricing himself out of the market. He, he's seeing his competitors, some people out there, making a ton of money per client, some people not making any money at all. Just wondering about that pricing. How do you know when you're pricing yourself out of the market, Z? Oh, because nobody shows up. But uh, the, the, the big thing is this. <laughs> is that what you want to do is this. It's too simple. <laughs> you want to you set the hook. It's all simple. And the, the hook is, if you're, if you're fishing for catfish, you get yourself a little sting bait. 
And you know, and you, you pack it on that hook and then you throw it out there and they fish on the bottom because that's where the catfish live. No, fish on the bottom. You fish on the bottom. Fruit on the bottom. Yogurt, I mean, you know, you put, and then the catfish grabs it. And once they get it, you know, now you got them, okay? You got them. And so it's a lot easier to raise your prices slowly over time. Slowly. Slowly. No corner, gradually. corner. Just suckle. You need, to, you need to just go up. Raise the prices. Little like by little. Like a slow slope. A slow like slope. grab the pebble from my hand. Oh, grab a pebble. That's another $5. Oh, nice. $5 maybe No, no flogging customers. Yes. No, but, but what happens is, is, that, is that you want to get that you want to get the customer and then realize that the life expectancy of that customer with your business is going to pay you a lot of money. And so until you're so busy, you can't see another one. Just get, you know, get them in there. Go low. So the question is, in your opinion, is there a point where a profit margin could be too high? Absolutely. That's called the hog. That's called the hog. The hog gets us. He gets a slot at, and then he, he gets turn into bacon and ham, okay? So you have to, there's a, there's a fine line in there. What you need to do is you need a mystery shop, find out what your competitors are doing, all right? If you're a startup, guess what? Maybe you, maybe one of your moves is- Got a mystery with a no, shop. You, got a mystery shop. Got a mystery shop. Come in with a no-brainer, a low-baller, get him in Oof, the door. Like baller. you, why can I go into Elephant in the Room and get a haircut for a dollar? Why are, You can't make money on that. That's unsustainable. Right. Why do you do that? It's a sorting process. It, it allows me to figure out which- customers are the right fit for elephant and which ones aren't because i know just being blunt with the listeners out there i'm the kind of man if i didn't own an upscale men's grooming lounge i would continue to go to the cheapest haircut place possible because i have no class yeah. and my wife was just and now my wife big so, head. when they see you come well, in they're I, like oh, i gotta pay for, i gotta pay for four yes. haircuts because of my hour board. and 45 minute buzz cut over there <laughs> they get out like an industrial lawnmower they put that on like a two setting <laughs> it's got a chainsaw a pool start <laughs> they get out a hedger it's unbelievable my my cranium no but seriously i i'm a guy that like i've always been really really low price conscious that's been my mindset i'm all about the linoleum of life my wife's more of a granite more of a scraped wood floors kind of person. And so Whole my wife, my word in age now where my wife would say to me, like, would you go in there and get your hair cut someplace decent? You shaggy So man. I probably would go to an elephant in the room now because <laughs> my wife would make me. But all I'm saying is we get a lot of guys that come into elephant in the room for the dollar haircut. And this is their this is how this is the response to we this is how we this is how we do the deal after we do the one dollar haircut. We sure, say, sure. Did you like your haircut today? Yeah. Are you familiar with our membership? No. Oh, well, we basically could only have 4,000 members. We're perpetually booked out. So if you want to get in and you want to get a discount every time you get in, um, you can get a membership today and it gets you a discount off your haircut. If you want to do the whole walk-in deal, we basically are never available, which is why we don't take walk-ins. So which, which package is best for you? And the guy who responds like this, well, I'll tell you what, I, my God, it's like four, four times more. It's like, you think about the dollar first time, what is it, like 40 times more? I mean, $42 an extra haircut. Are you kidding me? I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll uh, you know. And then they start going on a rant about something about Kawita. Oh, yeah. And they, they post a Confederate flag on Facebook and they start Yeehaw. talking. Well, I'll tell you what, I got a mullet half off across the street. You know what I'm saying? I mean, well, th- that that's not our fit. Right. But the other half of the population that can usually, uh, you know, speak English English well, can afford a toothbrush, people that, you know, have a little bit of class, you know, and I'm not quite in that caliber, they typically go, yeah, it makes sense. It's like 37 bucks, whatever. And so all I'm saying is that it's not for everybody, but it's for people that usually have the financial capacity to afford a toothbrush. That's that's our niche, (laughs) right? I'm just telling you, have you seen, I mean, I don't know if you ever watched the cameras, they're hysterical, some of the folks that will come in. We had a guy wearing a, you know, know those, those jerseys that you wear if you're trying out for a football team? Yeah. 
Like the mesh with the holes all over. Yes, and it's like an orange one. See some belly button? He's got a flowing mullet coming in there, and he's just like decided oh, he's going to do a dollar. You met Randy. I, I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. I don't he know just decide, He decides he's going to do a dollar haircut, and he wants all of his boys to do it, and he claims all of his boys are 12 or older, and none of them are 12. Never twelve. I mean, it's yeah. like one of those Joe Dirt things Master. or oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ricky Bobby kind of thing. So He's you signed him up guy. for membership, obviously. No, five. <laughs> but it's a dollar. It's a great way for us to figure out who's a good fit or like, not. I want to jump in and go back to something Wes was talking about earlier when you were saying working with somebody on that initial payment structure. Yeah. Um, one thing that we've noticed, I've noticed with clients, is that you've got to make sure that when you do over deliver somebody to somebody, you make sure that they know it. Yes. You can't just over deliver and then nobody knows that you did it because what was the point? Now you have to do it in a tactful way. Don't make Sure, you're like, you well, know, this is an example. Yeah. Traction is a great program, and for seven thousand dollars a month, five thousand dollars a month with a contract, they have a person, a facilitator that helps you implement the Gino Wickman system. And it's a contract, and it's three to four times more than our program, and right. they don't do any back end support. E Myth, three thousand dollars a month. They have an implementer who helps you. The implementer does not have daily coaching from myself. The implementer, the, the person coaching you doesn't have access to Dr. Z or we can a- answer the questions like this. I do. And so our program has a limited number of clients we can have, and we provide all that value, the photography, the videography, the web development. But a lot of people have only known Thrive. Right. And it's hilarious how it happens, but someone will come to us and go, wow, $1,500, $1,600 a month, that's a lot of money. I don't know. And then they'll go next door to a, a creative agency. Who quotes them eight grand for the website, seven grand for the video month contract? Seriously, they go. I want to come back. I mean, your your wife works for a graphic design company. Does a great job, and True. I won't mention the name of it or the or the pricing, but they do a fine job. But is it not significantly more than what we charge? What's a word bigger than significantly? I don't, Wes, you tell me. Dramatically, <laughs> it's, it's significantly, dramatically, Muchos, massively, mucho more, mucho more expensive. Right, but big big companies that are billion dollar, you know, five hundred million dollar companies, right. they don't mind paying eight grand, ten grand a month. International That's not companies, our niche. banks, things like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the final part of his uh, question he asked Chup is what he said. I know some accountants that charge double, triple, and more what the majority of the market would charge, and they operated a fifty to seventy percent or more profit margin because they're bringing the value others are not and they have clients willing to pay it okay here's here's, here's where it's going to get real uh mr brandon want to help you right now i'm looking at your google reviews and your google reviews say you have 56 google reviews your google reviews are kind of like the um the branding of your business and so wes carter here the branding of his business wes if we pull up church law.com church law.com i'm going to pull it up on the big screen your, um, let me pull it up here, churchlaw.tv, I pull it up. Okay. You guys are working with, you guys have worked with T.D. Jakes, Joyce Meyer, George Joyce Myers, uh, Joel Osteen, oh, right. Craig Rochelle. I mean, big, big names. And you guys have a long reputation of doing things the right way. You have a ton of referral sources coming in all the time. Yes. Um, at this point, you've reached a tipping point where the market is chasing you. Yes. But when you first started... You, when you joined the firm, you didn't have a big, robust client list, and you were chasing the market. So I talk was, to me about yeah. the kind of clients you don't take on now and the kind of fees you would charge now versus what you used to charge. Well, right. At the beginning, I mean, the firm's been around for a long time. I've only been there for just a little bit over a decade, so nobody knew who the heck I was. So I had to go and prove myself, get the young pastors in, get the young startups in. Show them. Prove myself to them. It helps when you have a little bit of oof behind you yeah, right oofta, oofta. But, but then as you prove yourself 
those people again refer their friends to you, refer their circle to you, and they say, "Hey, circle," or they start another <laughs> business, they start another organization. So, uh, Z, this is what I would say for Brandon as a capstone thought: if the market's chasing you and you're turning down business, you can raise that price up a little yeah. bit, but you never want to be a hog. And so, Z, you've chosen to be a lifelong value-priced guy, right? and you've been in business for 26 years. Right. So this is where I want to leave the conversation. I'll let you end it here. You've seen recessions under multiple different presidents. Correct. So you've been through Obama. You've been through George Bush number two, right? You've been through the Clintons, George Bush number one. You've been through that. Yes. And you've seen the ups and downs of the market, but yet you've always been solvent because you're a value-driven guy. But you've seen a lot of the premium guys go out of business, and all the customers rush to you when the economy changes. Talk to me about the sustainability of being a value-driven brand as opposed to being an ultra-premium. If you can build your business to where you're value-driven and you're, you're, you know, I go after the masses and not the... What rhymes I know what with you're masses. Gonna say. Rhymes with masses. <laughs> yeah, the classes. The classes. Without the C and the glasses on the masses. Um, yeah. The thing, the thing about it is, is that it's sustainable because I have figured out a way to make money at those at those numbers. Make it the money. Make it the money. Make it the money. Make it the money. And my attitude was, hey, if we're so busy we can't get somebody else in, let's expand our hours. Hey, if we're so busy we can't get somebody in, let's hire another doctor. Oh, come on. Hey, now. if we're so busy we can't preach get somebody in, let's build another building. I'll preach it. Hey, if you can't, you're so busy you can't get somebody in, let's expand the business. Hey, you know what? We're open seven days a week. Oh. We're open late night hours. Come on now. I got eight doctors working for oh, me. Oh, come on now. Grinding. Grinding. I got children yeah, doctors. Man. Like the little, you know, like you, you do the grinder, the little monkey dances, you know. Jack in the box? Well, that's, that's, well. It's one of those things. I did more of a jack in the box thing, didn't I? <laughs> but here, here's the thing that you've got to do is, is that, you know, your price, as well as your average, that's just one of the things that dictate how busy you're going to be. The value that you bring and whatever price you put it on, if you're going for the ultra high end, you better bring the heat. Ultra high. I end. mean, you better bring the as they're waiting to get Go the exam. They get their foot massage. I mean, Go you make better <laughs> if you're going to be overhead very, music must be oh, nice. Very nice. Very nice overhead music. Everybody gets hot tea. Handsome person and at the crump, front door and a crumpet. Is no, a crumpet, no, is a crumpet a thing? You cannot have Jabba Hut at front door. You know, but the thing about it is, is that if you if you're value priced and you also over deliver, you're going to be as busy oh. as you want to be. And got, that's what we try to do. I got a question for you, Z, sure. on that note. How important do you think it is for Brandon to look at his competition very. before he decides what very. his market is going to be? V- very name? important. I mean, that's that's the name of the game. Spy. You got to figure. You got to spy. You got to go in there and mystery shop them. You got to know what their numbers are. You got to know what the you got to know what the market's playing right now. Right. Who's the busiest guy in town? Not in a vague way. You want to know exactly charging? what they're charging. How you want to know to the penny, dude? You, you used know. to have a sign up in your lobby that said the prices of the other I guys. Would, you were dirty. I <laughs> you were dirty. That was some sizzle. Dirty. I mean, you that's dirty. Across the street and buy the same thing, and here's what it's going to cost you. People come in, you were dirty. Oh, yeah. that is a move right there. That's that creates some hate. <laughs> oh, yeah. You that also was, on the menu, you're putting I take other. that hate and I just turned it into money. Fuel. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. So instead of a menu of your prices, you put a menu of the competition's prices. Yeah, I'm like, you know, hey, here's the, here's the business and here's the. You here's know, their name. Here's their name. This is their actual. And here's company. the actual frame, the actual lenses. Here's what you would pay. You're if not you go over saying, there. like, here's an industry competitor going, this is their actual company yeah, name. Bam. Right. Bam. <laughs> 
Bam. And then I'm sure they were happy about that. Oh, gosh, no. Did you care? But because the competitors pay I you so much. I did not care. They were not paying my rent. They did, did not you lose the business of your competitors? They quit buying glasses from you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they'd come in and mystery shot me and be like, dang, how can you charge so little? You well, know? Brandon, I, I know you are doing a great job out there building your business in sunny Florida. We're excited for you, and I know that you're going to reach that tipping point. But before you make any rash decisions, one, spend the time mystery shopping. If it takes you less than 25 hours, you're doing something wrong. Mystery shop. Really mystery shop. Graph it out. Chart it out. Think about the business you want to be, the brand you want to build, and then make sure that you build a lifelong relationship with your clients. And then decide whether you want to be an ultra-premium brand or or a value brand, low-cost brand. Right. If you're going to be premium, I'm talking about nice office furniture. I'm talking about nice decor. I'm talking Everything about it has to be premium. You can't Fifth be Avenue and Walmart tack- are two different feelings when you I walk in I see a lot of tacky premium. Yep. I see a lot of that out there. Doesn't make it. Doesn't work. Then we gotta be, you gotta be premium, ultra, incredible premium, high end. Without any further ado, let's end this show with the boom. Z, Z, do you want to take us to the boom? Let's do it. Ready, everybody? I'm ready. Three, two, two one, boom. boom.